It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm excited to have some fun because joining me now, a couple of dads. Sometimes we let the dads come on the Mom Show. Dads get a lot of say in this world, and I I have one hour to myself. But sometimes I let the dads come on and have a say. Uh, so there is a new podcast uh, with KSL News Radio called dadtastic and if you haven't heard of the dadtastic podcast yet you're already behind the times because it is so fun and so funny i binged listened to it yesterday and i was laughing like i had my headphones in in my bed my husband was asleep next to me and i was like laughing out loud he probably was like what are you listening to <laughs> this is so weird so the hosts of the that podcast are casey scott you may know him from his work on TV and with KSL, and then Tom Hackett, both of them joining me now. Fellas, how we doing? Well, I, we're doing wonderful, and we're so excited to be a part of uh, the Mom Show. You know, the funny thing is, Tom, when we were sitting down and we were coming up with ideas for the podcast, which is now known as Dadtastic, one of the original titles was going to be Don't Tell Mom. Right? And. Because that's so much of what we do as dads is we're doing something dangerous, something we probably shouldn't do, something involving smoke bombs. And the last thing we want our kids to do is tell mom. You guys get to make up the rules as you go, and we get judged for all the rules that we don't follow. Unfortunately, I think that's And interestingly. Yeah. Right? I was going to add, I was just going to quickly add, interestingly enough, we launched last week, I believe now, um, and, and we have social media platforms that we're on and and if you go on there and look at who's predominantly following us it's predominantly women and i imagine a lot of moms mm. which which i thought it's like Lindsay, it's like the the moms out there are trying to get into the into the brain of of us dads to figure us out a bit better it's fascinating you know, Lindsay, i've actually got a different take on that i think most of the women are listening to this podcast for tom's voice I, I do love the love accent. The yep. Yeah. Not, not going to lie. The accent. Uh, okay. I want to get to know you guys a little bit. Let's start with you, Tom, since we just mentioned the accent. You are from Australia, right? Correct. From Australia. I came out to Salt Lake City in 2012. Uh, I attended the University of Utah. No, not just played... attended, played football for the University of Utah. I did. I played football. I punted there. I had some success. I had a cup of tea in the National Football League, otherwise known as the NFL. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. I got into the the realm of uh, broadcasting. Radio is where it started. Uh, I then uh, made the switch over to KSL Channel 5, where I've kind of hopped around a bit, but uh, I'm officially a part of the kslsports.com team. Uh, and that's where I spend most of my time. And uh, I've been there. Let me think, boy, it's nearly, it's going to be about a year and a half now. So uh, married with a little baby boy, 
Uh, we call him Bubbles is his name. It's not his real name. but It's, it's his stage it's name. Kind of a right. stage name is Bubbles. Just okay. because, you know, he hasn't been asked to be thrown into the limelight, and I'm kind of throwing him in there. So out of, uh, you know, respect to Bubbles, that's his name. That's Does that make me a bad mom, by. then, if I reveal my kids' names and ages on the air and they didn't consent to that? Does that make me a bad mom? No, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think no. so. No, <laughs> the reason that it seems so long no, is because no, no. of the connection. Oh, the no, connection. No, no, because I use my kids because when I was on TV, they were always part of who I am and what I'm about. So I talk about Presley. I talk about Frankie. I talk about Bowden. I talk about my ex-wife. I've always said that, you know, if, if we're going to benefit from me being able to do this, then everybody's got to play their part. And it's us being honest with uh, with, uh, with people. Yeah, and there is a fine line between revealing too much and exposing your kids to the dangers of public, quote-unquote public, as public as our life gets, right? And, you know, the balance of the internet and all those things. So I totally get it. Um, so, Tom, when you got into radio, what type of radio was it? Because I'm a former jock, so I wondered what type of radio you got into. It was sports radio. So I've kind of always um, played in the sports market uh, because I guess that's kind of what people have known me for with with being a part of the football team and, and the small small time I spent in the NFL. People associate me to, to sport and, and, and football in general. So, um, But I do love other other things and, and I'm always open to, to talking about all sorts of different subject matters. And, and that's part of the reason, to be frank, why I, I do enjoy the dad-tastic as much as I do. It's really the first project I've, I've had um, in my professional career that I haven't had to fixate everything around sports which and don't get me wrong I, I enjoy sports I like it it's it's fun it's cool it's a release from the uh the, the everyday world I guess but yeah to, to try and have some fun and laugh about things outside of that is is also cool and that's what this Dadtastic podcast is all about. Yeah, we're talking with the hosts of the D- new Dadtastic podcast, uh, Tom Hackett, Casey Scott. People probably recognize your face from TV, maybe not as much your voice from radio, but you yeah. you spent a lot of years in this market. Well, you know, uh, you know, since we're all sharing our, our beginning stories, if you will, I started as a, a jock myself back in the old days of a radio station called 107.5 The End. I was the overnight guy. I also worked show. for that that cluster at, for a yeah. time. I did traffic. Yep. And then I got yep. the midday gig on one of their other stations. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's where we all kind of start. And that's where we get our, our chops, if you will. And so then I transitioned to TV, had a daytime talk show. And then my life pretty much fell apart due to my own doing. And now I'm currently rebuilding it. And so when I was offered this opportunity to do this podcast with Tom Hackett, I, I, I couldn't say yes quick enough because it is something I'm passionate about. And just like your show, you know, speaks to moms, we want to speak to dads because there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we don't know either. And we think if we can get the tribe together, maybe we can figure this out and do things we call dad hacks. Yes, I love the dad hacks. We're all making this up as we go, by the way. None of us know what we're doing. Um, okay, we've got to take a quick break. We're talking with Casey Scott and Tom Hackett, the hosts of the Dadtastic podcast. When we come back, guys, I want to play a little get to know you game so people can get to know you a little bit more. We'll take a break. More on the mom show when we come back. You've joined the mom show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. 
Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am laughing hysterically already because I have with me the two hosts of the new Dadtastic podcast on. Uh, KSL News Radio, wherever you podcast or download the KSL News Radio app, search for the Dadtastic Podcast or and KSL Mom Show because that's where you can find uh, this episode in podcast form. Uh, so Tom Hackett and Casey Scott are joining me now, uh, fellas. Give me the brief. Whoever wants to take this question, the brief thirty second uh, overview of, of Dadtastic. What can people expect when they listen to the podcast? Dadtastic is a podcast about two dads. Uh, one's good looking, the other one's Tom Hackett. And uh, we kind of navigate through this wild world of being a father. Like you said earlier, nobody gives you a rule book. They kind of go, here you go. I mean, and, and we're all walking through this and we're at different stages in life. Tom's a newlywed with a newborn. I'm a divorcee with three and my ages go from 15, 12 and nine. And so hopefully by sharing our stories, creating a community and talking to one another, we might be able to get through this thing alive. Yeah. Okay. So Tom, you have a new baby. He, his name, you're calling him Bubbles, even though that's not his real name, but uh, how old is he now? Six months, is that right? Just about. He's five months. Okay, five months. Um, you know, we have another host in this radio building who has a newborn baby. I think you guys may have appeared on his radio show. And I asked him in the halls one day how new fatherhood was treating him. And he was like, it's easy. It's great. And I'm, I like throw my pen down and I'm like, it's easy? Like what? Is that how you would describe new fatherhood? No, no, no. And don't listen to anything uh, Lee said about <laughs> new fatherhood because he's lying to you, Lindsay. We went on his show and he confessed that his little baby girl, who's a few months older than Bubbles, is uh, she still doesn't sleep through the night. Right. So if he says it's easy, he's living off about, I, I'm just assuming, a handful of hours of sleep. Bubbles, on the other hand, he goes from about 9 o'clock at night through to anywhere between six and seven in the morning so i'm feeling good uh my golf game is is really actually okay at the minute okay and, but this uh, is the I'm thing tom the fact that you have a five-month-old baby and you still get to go play golf like i want <laughs> to know how you have time to still do that because from hey, my... let me jump in here real quick Please. and see if i can save tom <laughs> let me see if i can save you tom this is where you just be quiet for a second <laughs> and i think what you're getting to is that you know for as a father, because I've had three babies and uh, my ex-wife, you know, was able to stay at home with all three of them. And since, you know, she was at stay at home and, you know, the provider of the food and the diapers and all that stuff, it, it's very taxing on her in the beginning. So as a new dad, I would come home. And although I was at work, she was at work all day with the newborn. And so sometimes I'd get home and she would just thrust them in my lap and go, here you go, tag, you're it. And you, that's when you need to open up a better communication and a dialogue. Going, I get it. We've both been doing jobs full time all day. And now let's figure out how we can navigate through this. Now, I can't provide food for you from my body. That's what your job is. And, and that's what we were doing. So when they are fed, let me take over and give you some time. Yeah, let's, but I would like to. Go- yeah, I would like to. To your point, I would like to make it clear that the only two things that women can do that men can't is birth a baby and breastfeed. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wait, Everything Tom else. Tried to breastfeed. 
Well, that's true. I did listen to that episode, and apparently it hurt really bad when you tried to breastfeed, and I just wanted to say, like, told ya. So. <laughs> I do but, not recommend that. But that's, that's my point, is there's only two things that women can do that men can't, which is birth a baby and breastfeed, and the rest is socialized, in my humble opinion. I agree. I agree. And, and, and to, to jump in quickly before Case takes over, it's the hardest part of fatherhood for for me uh, and I think probably for my wife as well if I were to speak on her behalf would be the balance between trying to get enough work done and spending time with the child because you know it's, it's such a weird time uh, 2020 has been you know the job security fortunately at KSL has been good, but there are, there are plenty of people, millions for that matter, across the entire world that have lost their jobs because of the, the novel coronavirus. And, and so in the back of your mind, you, you want to be able to work efficiently as best as possible, but you've also got a newborn in the house and you're both working from home. Um, and so that's certainly been the hardest thing for me. And I think we've done a pretty good job for the most part. Now, there are days, you know, where it doesn't go to plan or as well to plan as we would have liked but uh the balance the timing balance is is brutal especially now that you know we're kind of mixing some breast milk with some formula uh, um but generally speaking it's all out of the bottle yeah and so i i, I can do it just like my wife can and, right. and so it's not it's, that's it's i guess it's not that easy no do you wake up in the middle of the night for feedings tom it's a great well question. he sleeps through most of the nights but he, like he can wake up at two at two a.m. and I I sleep straight through it. Like I don't even I don't even wake up. I must be a deep sleeper, and I didn't know that until <laughs> Bubbles was born. But I mean, I am out cold, and he can be screaming supposedly. Well, and that's part of what we want, Tom. Is I don't want to have to wake you up to go get the baby. I want you to be as attuned to the baby as I have to be, and I want you to wake up with the baby. How do I not sleep so deep then? That's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I know, I know that's a really tough solution. And you Let can't... me ask you this. Have either of you guys been in your bed and you both lay there pretending to sleep, hoping that the other person is going to wake up and go first? Absolutely. I mean, I could fake sleep for hours and it's like, you guess you're not going to get up. And then she would go do it. Absolutely. And I feel bad now. Maybe why I'm divorced. <laughs> Absolutely. I've absolutely done that. But I think as moms, it's hard for us to just let our kids cry. Like, especially overnight, like when you hear that cry, you know, there is a wiring within you to be attuned to your kids cry, right? So I don't want to sit there and let them cry forever. But yeah, I'd like some help. I'd like someone else to get up with them. Right. So so here's a question. I And, and Lindsay, I do apologize. I'm not I'm not sure how old your children are. Yeah, so um, I have a five-year-old girl and a 19-month-old boy. Okay, five-year-old and a 19-month-old. Oh, okay. So Casey has the oldest out of all of us. But at some stage, does it get easier? Because Casey, for example, he he goes golfing almost every 
day, it seems. And I would love to do that. Don't get me wrong. But I, I there's no way. I'm lucky to go out once a week, to be frank. Yeah. Um, and, and so at like age three or four, does it get better? Yes, it does get better. And I will give you hope that it does get better because you get out of the the newborn to like two to three year old stage is so constant, right? Like you are their sole source of everything. Like they can't walk, they can't talk, they can't feed themselves, they can't change their own diaper, they can't do anything. So once those skills start to kind of come online is when I noticed I started to enjoy things a little bit more. And I felt a lot of guilt for that for a long time because I was just like, this is not what I was sold. Like everyone was telling me how like what this was supposed to look like. And I felt like I was having a completely different experience. And in fact, it kind of sent me into some postpartum issues where I was just like, what is wrong with me that this is so hard for me? So I do think it does. My, my wife had postpartum as well. Yeah. And it, it doesn't help any of the situation. It does not help when you're just all over the place. And a lot of mine was anxiety based and, I was having those scary intrusive thoughts and so that just it just didn't help anything but on top of that you're sleep deprived on top of that just your first kid you're transitioning to parenthood I wish we could kind of normalize that a little bit more how much of a like life shift it is right and it it just kind of rocks your world and I I think we just kind of especially in Utah we sort of just have babies like that's what we do and <laughs> we don't stop to think about how like life altering it is Right. I, I should also add, um, because I realized, you know, I mentioned earlier quickly how I, I would love to golf more than I do. I, uh, my wife has probably not left bubbles for longer than two hours, you know, and a golf round is minimum four. And that's without any travel to or from the call. So uh, she certainly has it harder than I do. And uh, I want to put that on record because if she just happens to be uh, in the car around the same time this thing airs, then... Uh, then I'll be I'll be getting a hiding when I get home. She you, uh, she has it much harder than I do. You right? absolutely have to give her credit for that. Okay, we're talking with the dads from the Dadtastic podcast. I'd really invite you to go check out their podcast if you haven't heard it. Wherever you podcast, just search for the Dadtastic podcast or download the KSL News Radio app. We'll take a break. More with these two, Casey Scott and Tom Hackett, when we come back on the Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I have two very special guests with me today. The hosts of the new Dadtastic podcast through KSL News Radio. If you go to the KSL News Radio app, click on podcasts, you can see the Dadtastic podcast there or wherever you podcast. Just search for it along with the mom show because this show is also podcast. Uh, Casey Scott and Tom Hackett, thank you for joining me. I want to talk this segment, you guys, about mom guilt because mom guilt is uh, something that I think. Every mother, I think it's fair to say every mother experiences mom guilt where uh, we have expectations and this may be our own belief structures, right? Of what motherhood is quote unquote supposed to look like. And when we are not meeting those expectations, we experience 
mom guilt. I think that's the simplest way to describe it. I'm trying to think of something I had mom guilt over. I think right now it's just during the pandemic is like my my kids aren't getting enough of me or they're getting the um they're getting the snappy side of me because I'm agitated and frustrated and stressed and <laughs> so they're getting a little bit of the raw the raw end of me. So that's kind of what mom guilt is. I want to know do either of you experience dad guilt? Like is dad guilt a thing? You know, what you described what mom guilt is, I, I, I speak for myself and myself only, but I do think that I have what's considered dad guilt because there's certain things that I have done that have deprived me of certain things because I'm no longer with my child's mom. And so I'm divorced and there's a lot of things that I won't be able to do. I'll tell you, for example, one time, my oldest daughter, who's on the drill team, um, and this is kind of a, I can't, I'm going to tell it. And so I was going to be out of town and they were doing this in memory of the day, the DS. Okay. And what was supposed to happen was the dads were supposed to come out and dance with their daughters. And I wasn't going to be in town, but my ex-wife is married and she's got a husband. He's a great guy. Great to my kids. I can't say anything bad about him and he's doing a wonderful job. But I thought there for just a second, that this guy is going to be able to dance with my daughter before I am because of things that I have done and not been able to avail myself for that situation. So luckily my ex-wife was cool enough. I called her and I don't even know if my daughter knows this. And I said, Hey, listen, I know this daddy daughter dance is coming up and I'm not able to do it. And I know this, your husband's been nice to my kids and I think he's going to do a good job and, and, and they really love him. But it will tear me up inside if he gets to dance with my daughter before I do. So do me a favor, if you don't mind. But if you want to, you, you can do whatever you want, because that's that's the difference of being in separate households. She gets her rules and I get my rules. I said, but if you don't mind, I have a young son. I said, will you let my son dance with her? Will you let him take my place? And she got it. She was like, yeah, I understand. I think that's cool. So I definitely think I got a lot of dad guilt. And I think there's a lot of divorced dads out there that do have dad guilt. Well, yeah. That sounds like a very, no, that sounds like a very appropriate example of where dad guilt might exist. But I guess I'm wondering, you know, that certainly that would rip any parent apart. Like as you're just saying that story, I was like, oh, that hurts my heart. You know, if you miss something that's really important to your kid. But is dad guilt for you guys an experience like that once in a while? Or is it a pervasive thing where you constantly feel like you're failing your children in some way? I think it's situational, Lindsay. Um, but I think for some people, it's an ongoing issue. Uh, and much like mom guilt, uh, I, I think I think some dads struggle with it. I, I haven't quite gotten to a point where you know, because he's, he's been sleeping so frequently and he, 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 he can, he literally rolled over from his stomach to his back and his back to his stomach for the first time, um, within a week. And so he's, Woo! I know, Proudest big moment ever. He, he, let me tell you, he's got a tough neck and they, <laughs> yeah, muscles are starting to develop, but yeah, I'm not at a point where I have to worry about, you know, I've got work to do, but he wants to go to the playground or, so I, I guess I'm not at that point yet. I do think, though, that I'm going to be one of those dads that constantly struggles to um, to try and, and give Bubbles and the other siblings that, that hopefully follow their best 
their best chance of living, you know, their best lifestyle. And so um, mums and dads, I think, are alike in that sense. Mums love their children. Mums have this different love and appreciation for their babies because they they grew them. Um, right, but, the but I... A father has... Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, certainly you guys share the love of your kids. I think where the difference is is that women get a lot of societal expectations of what motherhood is supposed to look like. And you guys sure. get to have firebombs with your kids and you're the hero. <laughs> like that's kind of how it feels sometimes is the expectations are a lot lower for you guys to show up than it is for us. You know, I think that used to be the way it was. It, it certainly was a standard for many years. But I think, if anything, times they are a changing. Now there's women who work and dads that stay at home. I've got a couple of friends who are stay-at-home dads. And they now realize, yeah, this is a lot tougher. But on the flip side of that coin, they also realize how lucky they are to be able to be around for them at all that moment. My kids right now have a, a mom who stays at home, but then I have to work all the time. And so sometimes they're left alone. So I think I think but times are changing, Lindsay. I, I, and, and I think for the better. I really do believe so. Yeah, and I do believe that, too. Um, Tom, would you say that? Uh, have you noticed your wife having any sort of different expectations about parenthood than you do? Um, well, that's a tricky question. Um, I think, I think we definitely have our differences and she certainly felt more pressure than I have thus far. Um, and for whatever reason that is, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think it's a number of different things, but, um, she, she did struggle with a bit of postpartum for a, for a few weeks there. And that was problematic and somewhat traumatic to be frank, but I've, I've just tried to, I guess I've just tried to be the middleman is how I've approached it, where I've got to make sure that my wife is mentally okay and physically just as important as mentally, you know, that she's producing breast milk and feeling good about herself, making sure she's getting enough calories because she's breastfeeding. Uh, but at the same time, we have a new addition to the family who's incredibly young and uh, his body's developing, his immune system needs to be uh needs to be looked after uh, you can also so validate to play that middle man yeah you can also validate for her that it's okay to switch to formula certainly and i let me tell you i did not do a good job of that <laughs> i i will be the first to admit it i was all about the breast milk and i said let's try and try and try and keep breast milk and i probably added a little too much pressure and uh and that didn't help our situation so i i made i made first first dad mistakes i think i've made more mistakes certainly than than i have uh positives but that's part of the part of the business we're still married and i'm yet to sleep on the couch right so you're doing really well i'm sure it's all gonna be <laughs> fine it's all gonna be fine um we're talking with the host of the Dadtastic podcast, you guys. If you haven't listened to the Dadtastic podcast, it seems like your podcast is a lot lighter than mine. I kind of keep bringing up these serious topics where you guys have a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, right now that did get a little bit serious, and we will touch upon that stuff because uh, I think it's okay for dads to cry and it's okay for dads to ask for help. But for the longest time, nobody was doing it. But we also bring a lighter side to it. We say, give us a half hour, or we'll give you a smile. And that's what we want to do. Like right now, the big debate is, and uh, you know, Tom is 28, I'm 46. So he's half my age. 
And every time he picks up the phone, he wants to FaceTime me. And I've had to tell him that dudes don't FaceTime dudes. And to that, he disagrees venomously. Mm. I would say FaceTiming was more of a generational thing than it is a dude thing. Right? Yeah. Like the younger I'm generations and yeah, and the and the way we use cell phones now is different than even the way older people use cell phones. And um Tom, I would just add, because I've been to listen to the Dadtastic podcast, whenever Casey says something that just makes him archaic, just archaic, just say okay boomer. Like that's what I kept thinking <laughs> whenever he would reply to your uh the different things that you did. I'm yet to understand why he doesn't just follow my lead. Like, I get it. He's, <laughs> he's older than me. He's been around for for a bit bit longer. He's more experienced, if you will. But but I'm younger. You know, I have less wrinkles. I'm sexier. I have better fashion sense. Just follow my lead, old man, and everything will be okay. I promise your life will be better. Kate. Then again. Lindsay, I remember this. Lindsay, this one time me and Tom were walking in a sand trap. And he said, hey, Casey, why are there two set of footprints right here? And then there's only one. And I said, Tom, that's when I was carrying you. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. I got it. Uh, the hosts <laughs> of the Dadtastic podcast, you're going to be thoroughly entertained by these guys. Wherever you listen to podcasts, mm. just search for it. We'll take a break more with Casey Scott and Tom Hackett when we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I love having my guests with me, uh, Casey Scott and Tom Hackett, the two hosts of the new Dadtastic podcast through KSL News Radio, wherever you podcast, just search for it. Uh, you guys, it is quickly becoming back to school time. This is the first year I have a five-year-old who will be heading to kindergarten in the fall. So I feel like I am just now coming online with paying attention to what school districts are doing and what um, is going to happen in the fall. And obviously this year is just so crazy with the pandemic and sending kids back to school. Um, I got to be honest, I feel very torn my school district hasn't even said what they're doing yet, um, and regardless of what they decide to do, I just, as a mom, I feel very torn between keeping my kids safe and, like, we're not gathering as a family. I'm not, you know, hanging out with 12 kids or 12 people at a time. I feel very conflicted between, like, sending her back and or sending her for the first time to school in this environment, but then also just the capacity to be able to give her the homeschooling that she deserves and that she needs. I don't know where that capacity is going to come from. I know, Casey, you have three school-aged children. How are you feeling about sending kids back? You know what? I've, I've talked to my ex-wife, and, I've, and my kids are old enough to where they get a little bit of a say in it because we live up here in Davis. So they have the option of staying home and doing all homeschooling. They have the option of going back twice a week and then everybody doing homeschooling on the Friday and my kids really are looking forward to getting back to school. They want to. And that was us telling them that, hey, you're going to have to wear masks. These are the things that are going to have to happen. And they want to. They want the social interaction. They want to be able to learn from their teachers. Because I can tell you right now, at the end of the last school season, it was split up between me and my ex-wife. And we were doing their online schooling. And we were no help to them at all. 
I mean, it was, it took us two weeks just to figure out the system and then we get it going and then the season's done. So, uh, I mean, I know everybody's different and I wouldn't want to be on a school board right now because you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't. And there is no right answer that I can see right there in the future. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but I know my kids are going to go back and give it a shot. And maybe that's one or two days and something happens and it changes, but that's what we're going with. Yeah. And Tom, you can weigh in on this question too. Just how, how do you f- feel comfortable sending your kids back in groups? Because I still am of the belief and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but just that this virus spreads through gathering, like through people, right? Not as much on surfaces, although that's still an issue, but not as much as just, you know, the respiratory droplets between individuals. And that's why they're telling us to wear masks and stay six feet apart. Are we all comfortable with just sending our kids to gather? Um, I I think all of these decisions should be left to the parents. Um, I don't think it's for school boards to tell other parents how to parent. And I don't think they should tell other parents in this case, whether or not they need to send their son to school or not, because it is such a sensitive subject. And it's one where, you know, there are so many uh, underlying factors that play into it as well. Some kids are at higher risk than others, which would obviously play into the decision. And so I just think to simplify everything and really make it a pretty simple conversation, school boards out there need to just tell the parents, this is your decision, we would prefer it if you gave us, I don't know, 24 hours notice uh, at, at, at minimum so we can get a better understanding of how many, how many kids are going to be on school property, et cetera, how many people are going to be in classes and all. But um, that's, it's, I guess, and that's also easy for me to say, uh, considering Bubbles is five months old and is still quite a ways from, from going to school. But this conversation has has um, forced me to ask you a question, Lindsay, and that's it's a pretty big question, actually, one that we've discussed on the Dadtastic podcast. But if and when your kids go back to school and you make them a sandwich, would you put Miracle Whip or mayonnaise in that sandwich? I know you guys have been having this eternal debate, and I'm so glad you got us back into real issues that are really affecting people today, Tom. Um, (laughs) I... uh, I think that on the regular, I use mayonnaise, but I do not mind Miracle Whip. So I'm an equal opportunity mayonnaise. She's playing it safe, Tom. <laughs> no, safe, that Tom. truly is she's, my opinion. No, she's, I, playing the, she's playing to both sides. I truly, <laughs> I truly don't yes. mind Miracle Whip. I really don't. Now, I didn't grow up eating Miracle Whip and bologna sandwiches. So I get that that has got to create an aversion for some people. But I almost like a nice tang on my sandwich. Like, I don't mind it. But at the same time, I will also generally gravitate and I buy the man- the plain mayonnaise for my family. I don't usually buy Miracle Whip. But if somebody has it, like at a party and we're making cold cut sandwiches, I'll use the Miracle Whip. I don't mind it. You know what, Tom? Next, she's going to say she washes her back in the shower. Too. <laughs> I can't believe anything she's saying. <laughs> no, I actually don't wash my back. I heard that conversation. And I was just like, you know what? I don't think I wash my back in the shower. I, I didn't know that you were supposed to when do you that. you ask people that, everybody does the same thing. They go, I think, wait, hold on. And then they kind of recreate the shower scene in their head. And they go, 
Yeah, you know what? I don't think I washed my back. Right? Do you know what the problem is, though? I usually have a kid or two in the shower with me because I have a 19-month-old, and the only way to keep him from destroying the house or killing himself is to have him in there with you. Yeah, and then get because then you're doubling up. You're working smarter, not harder. Right? We take longer showers, but we're all in there together. So there's probably going to come an age where I got to maybe assess that, but... Yeah, I can tell you what that age is. Uh, but have you ever done the tub sink uh, where you, you the sink tub? So my kids used to love this where the dishes are done and now you turn the sink into a tub. You put some bubbles in there and just hang out. You can put bubbles in the bubbles and it'd be a lot of fun. Okay, I'll try the sink. My kids are a little big for the sink. Plus the dishes are never done. So <laughs> <laughs> there's that too. All right, Casey Scott, Tom Sounds Hackett. Sounds like a dad issue. Right? No, my husband does way more dishes than I do. He's a saint. He does way more dishes than I do. Uh, the two hosts of the Dadtastic podcast, if you laughed at all during our chat today, you will definitely laugh at these guys. Uh, wherever you podcast, just search for the Dadtastic podta- podcast. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. We love you, and we mean it. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week on The Mom Show. <laughs>